Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe, and I have a story again this week, because this is part dos. Yeah. Yep. Baby. But yes, before we get into the second part of the Lawlery Mansion, Robin, how's life? It's good. Oh, I'm boosted. I got my booster shot. You did get your booster shot. Yeah. I need to do that still. Whoops. Um, You're, you recently became eligible six, to yes. do it. so Like in good. the last four days. In the last four days. I'd say you're pretty good right now. <laughs> I got. I was expecting it to knock me on my behind. And in it terms didn't of symptoms. at first, right? It, for the most part, it didn't. So for when, when I got my second shot, there was like a solid day and a half where I felt like I had the flu. Okay. Uh, I really expected that this time. It did not happen. Um, about midway through my second day, I started to feel like my limbs were a little bit heavy. And then for like two hours in the evening, it really did kind of knock me out a little bit. I felt a little bit feverish. I felt very sore and like my skin was sensitive. Mm. Uh, and that's when I texted you, it hit me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the most part, no, it was fine. And I woke up the next morning and all was good. Okay. So everybody get boosted. Woo. I want to survive this thing. <laughs> um, clearly, I'm just waiting for another event that I need to go to to get it the shot before, because I think the last two shots were right before I was out of town for a week. Um, oh, yeah, so you could, like, experience... Weren't you, like, running while experiencing your symptoms? Yeah, so the first one, I went out of town. I forget what for. And then the second one, I also went to Myrtle beach and i ran a 5k the following morning so we really need to find you as a 5k so you could just well, feel like shit i do have a 5k on the 26th so Perfect. yes but the day before is christmas i doubt cvs is given shots on could christmas. just go now <laughs> yeah yeah I have let's to make record the episode but first yeah let's do that first <laughs> how are you zoe oh yeah my life update um well robin you remember how i mentioned my apartment's haunted yeah why do you bring this up like after i've been here all day <laughs> um well because i wanted to freak you out so i have a theory mm -hmm. that it's two separate beings because I hate this. I don't know why, but I automatically do. I don't think they are evil. That's good. Yeah. It's either two beings or I'm going insane and Kari's gaslighting me. I want to believe it's ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking about how Kari would go on gaslighting you. Well, it's a man and a cat. And who resides in this apartment with me? A man and a cat. Yeah. However, I will legit feel a man behind me, like not actually touching me, but I will sense a man behind me. Turn around, nobody's there. Kari's not home, I'm home alone, and I will legit am like, there is a man behind me and I turn around. How can you tell it's a man? Male energy, I don't know. Maybe I'm misgendering it, but like, it just, I'll see something move out of the corner of my eye and I'll look and nothing's there. Mm -hmm. And it's man-shaped. Okay. And the cat, I will legit, like, be like, hey, Soup, look down, and Soup is nowhere near me. Hmm. I will legit see a figure and be like, that is Soup, and find out that Soup is sleeping in the other room. That's freaky. Yes. So I have been seeing and feel sensing these more and more often to the point I was reading on the couch and I was kind of like I was sitting crossed like my legs were this way mm -hmm. and I had blanket over my legs and I was on my phone and I was scrolling okay so I was facing to my right my legs were to my left and I felt something jump up onto the couch and I went over to pet soup thinking that she just joined me on the couch and nothing was there really yes okay Yes. This, uh, this is creepy. Also, now this is, could just be, I haven't seen it, but Robin, if you look over there, you see where our TV is and you see the bookshelf right next to our TV. I do. On top of our bookshelf, we have a bunch of Amiibos, which are little figurines for Nintendo. We have them all lined up there. We also have a 
pumpkins with Christmas hat on. Um, I see that. I have not once seen soup get up onto that bookshelf. Mm-hmm. However, there have been a few times where I've woken up in the morning and those figurines are on the ground. Not all of them, just a couple. Not once have I seen soup jump anywhere that height. Okay. However, Toes would get up there all the time. I was wondering. Yeah. He, every single day he would get up there and knock things off. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I love the thought that he might be here. I mean, his ashes are right behind you. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, cool. Not creepy. The man is creepy. The man is, well, I don't think he's evil, too. I don't know. There have been several times where I've sensed the man and the cat at the same time. Okay. So, if the cat who is potentially toes is around when the man's there, I can't think that the man is evil. I get that. Yeah. Okay, guys. But yeah. We're... I'm really glad that I only learned about the man after I went to the bathroom <laughs> here, so I don't have to like, go to the bathroom and think about that. It, okay. I only have noticed... The man in the living room kitchen area. The cat I've noticed in every single room in the house. Okay. Apartment. Whatever. It's a pretty big apartment. Yeah. All right. Thank you for sharing. Yes. So, Robin, we have a something something today. We have a something southern. It's a joint something southern. It's 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 very, very loosely a something southern. <laughs> we listen. Okay, guys. We actually, did hot takes. We've done hot takes because it's hot in the south. But right now it's a little chilly. It's December. So we have cold takes, <laughs> which are our mainstream opinions. Yep. Opinions everyone has. Yes. And we've each come up with three of them. Yes. Robin, would you like to do one, one, two, two, three, three? Yeah, let's do yeah. that. You first. Okay. My first cold take <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh my God. <laughs> Is a really great songwriter, and I'm glad Folklore and Evermore get to make her writing centered stage. That is my cold take. Everyone agrees with me, including Zoe. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. My cold take. Women's clothes should have, parentheses, better pockets. Mm -hmm. So they should have pockets, A, and if they do already have pockets, they need to be better. Okay. Um, My cold take. Dresses should have pockets. Hey! <laughs> I uh, thought of that because your original hot take for the very first hot take was dresses should have pockets. And I was like, what? Yeah. The funny thing is, when I was trying to come up with cold takes, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but think of a bunch of hot takes. Yeah. And, like, of course, when I was thinking of hot takes, the only thing I could think of was tapioca pudding is it only for old people. That's a... <sighs> Red hot fiery takes. So, uh-huh. so my n- number two hot take, cold take. Excuse me. I thought this is your number three. No, I haven't said my number two yet. Oh, okay. Because your number two was the dresses, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my number two. Oh, you're right. My number two is um, you shouldn't have to pay to park at a college. You're already paying thousands of dollars to a tuition. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. You should not have to pay to park. You should not have to pay to park. You want to know something else? What? Faculty has to pay to park. Yeah, I know you, that. It's you taken, work there. It's taken out of their accounts. That's nuts. It's nuts. Colleges. What is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your third one? Oh, my third one. Chocolate is a really excellent flavor of ice cream. Okay. It's a deep flavor. Okay. You you just, you love it. It's, sometimes I don't feel like chocolate and I still get chocolate and I'm like, you know what, man, you just, you can't go wrong with chocolate. I love having chocolate ice cream after I drink alcohol. I don't know what it is about alcohol that just makes me crave chocolate ice cream. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, we're going drinking a little bit later. <laughs> we can, I know where there's chocolate ice cream in close proximity to where we're drinking. True. Yes. Okay. Okay. Insight into our Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my third cold take, mm-hmm. pizza. 
while its origins are in Italy, should be considered an American food because pizza as we eat it now was made by Italian immigrants after they already made it to America and is completely different from the original pizza. So you're saying that the the pizza was actually developed by them in America and therefore it's American food. Yes, because the immigrants didn't have access to some of the foods that they have now that come standard on a pizza. Okay. Yep. So it should be a American food, not an Italian food. All right. That is your opinion. Yes. That's your take. I feel like that's a pretty cold take. Okay, cold take. I, I feel like there's probably Italians out there doing the finger ah! thing at me. That's a pizza. It's Italian. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I did hear that their pizza over in Italy is actually very different than what we have here. Mm-hmm. So I think you're probably pretty right on that. Yeah. I heard it's like a um, rich versus poor thing, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I hope you guys like those cold takes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you have your part two for us. I do. I do. Last episode, 40A, mm-hmm. we covered the Lollery Mansion, which was a house. Let me do a quick review. It was a house owned by Delphine Lollery. She lived there with her son, three daughters from a previous marriage, and her current husband, While there, she violently attacked the people that she had enslaved on her property to the point of at least 12 dying in a three-year span. She was so violent towards them that she was actually found guilty of illegal cruelty. She was ran out of town when an enslaved cook set fire to the house in a suicide attempt because she was chained to the oven and she feared punishment because the people who were punished were treated horribly absolutely horribly i won't go into the details of how they were treated but all of them were at the very least malnourished and whipped Mm -hmm. she severely abused the slaves and she escaped to paris in her two with two dollars in her son which she died at the age of 62. the house is in new orleans louisiana and as you can imagine in a house with that much pain and death um There's a lot of ghosts there. Okay. So this is episode 40B, and we're going to cover the ghosts of the Lawlery Mansion. All right. I don't think I'm pronouncing... I'm emphasizing the law too much, but it's okay. Lawlery. Lawlery. So, you know, I know, we all know, New Orleans is haunted. Yeah, 100%. A-F. New Orleans, I feel like, is like the number one haunted city at least in our area. And I would say Savannah, Georgia's number two. Okay. So Charleston's probably number three. So New Orleans, really haunted. This house is known as the haunted house of New Orleans. So it's the most haunted place and the most haunted city. Yeah. Okay. Though I do believe that first, that exact sentence was mentioned in my, um, my Savannah, Georgia episode. Of the Half Moon Brewery. Oh, the Moon River Brewery. That one. I don't know why I keep saying... Half Moon is a another brand, isn't Half it? Half Moon Outfitters is what you're thinking. That is what I'm thinking. All right. It's good. I'm good. <laughs> Everything's good. Everything's Ghosts. good. Ghosts! Well, not ghosts yet. Curses. Okay. Curses. So, I briefly mentioned this at the end of the last episode that there were a lot of different owners of the house after that. It passed through hands pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Well, it's said that the owners of the houses are cursed, or the house is cursed, because of the history there. And most of the time, the owners don't own it for very long. Mm-hmm. So one had a failed pub. Another one ended up in an asylum. One got into a bar fight where he was injured and he spent the rest of his days in a coma, bankruptcy, murder, all sorts of things. And of course, we can't forget about Nick Cage, who he bought the house and he went broke and lost all of his money and had to be foreclosed on. Are we saying that is because of his poor money management or because of the curse of the house? People say it's because of the curse of the house. Okay. So previous to the current owner's, I think the house wasn't actually owned for longer than, like, five years at a time. Okay. The current owners, they have owned it for ten years, I believe. 
ever oh i didn't check the date on that article it may be a little bit longer than 10 years but he uses it as a weekend getaway so he's an oil tycoon from texas and whenever he has friends or guests that want to see the mansion he'll invite them over and they'll kind of like it's kind of a oh yeah i own a spooky house let me show you kind of thing Mm -hmm. like it's another thing to own and there's reason to believe that he will bring his guests there and they will do like occult things oh okay yeah so uh, it was it's less of a oh here's our new orleans getaway and more of a i'm going to do creepy stuff at this house okay yeah so the actual ghosts in the room that the enslaved people were imprisoned where they found the seven of them people can hear moans of pain people can hear footsteps with no source echoing throughout the house people can hear wails of agony at night doors will slam and furniture will move on its own they can hear scratching under the boards and that goes back to that one person who says that they found bodies buried underneath the house Mm -hmm. so people think that they're scratching at the floorboards trying to get out because some people i think i have it a little bit later in the notes some people say that they were buried alive down there but you're pretty sure that people weren't buried down there yeah yeah um because again that was one of those things that only came about a hundred years after that could easily be rats true I used to live in a place where I think it was rats were constantly trying to come up through the floorboards. Okay. Yeah. Or dead people. I was on the second floor, so I think it was rats. <laughs> or dead people. I knew Sorry. the people who lived in the apartment below me. <laughs> were they alive? As far as I know. Do I have proof? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, scratching under the floorboards. Some people have reported the smell of burned flesh. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Apparitions of slaves have been seen walking around the property, some wearing chains. One story specifically mentions a dock worker. So for a brief time, the house was apartments for poorer people. Mm -hmm. So they were really small apartments. But the dock worker, I think his native language was Spanish. He came home late one evening and saw a large black man bound in chains and he was blocking the path and the dock worker was yelling at him in Spanish to move, to leave and all of that but the chained man did not move potentially because he well, I mean, he was like in chains not like bound to the wall but just bound Okay. the dock worker moved to physically push the man but his hands went through the man and the man dissolved into a cold mist All the tenants moved out that night and the property was left empty for a little bit before it was sold. Okay. Many people who even stand next to the house feel overtaken by a negative energy. I would say even without ghosts, I probably would feel a little bit like knowing the history of it. I'd be like, that's not a fun place to be. No, yeah. I don't think that this is a place I would actually, I I wouldn't want to go. So it's just too much. You're not actually allowed inside. So mm-hmm. the owner of the house does not allow anybody to go inside. So if you do a haunted New Orleans tour... They would take you, like, in front of it? Yeah, they would take you by it. Okay. Another story from someone who stayed the night there say that they claim that they saw a woman with long red hair glaring at them while they slept. The figure is also seen sometimes seen in the windows from the people on the street. And Delphine was known to have... Have red hair. Mm. And she had long, thick, luxurious red hair. One person saw was sleeping there, and she he saw a woman standing next to his child's crib in the same room. And he at first thought it was his wife, and then he realized that his wife was in the bed with him. Oh, God, that's so terrifying. And then he looked closer at the figure as she was staring into the crib, and he saw that she had red hair. And so he got up and ran over, and the woman ran away. And he looked at his baby, and the baby had its sock pulled off of its foot and shoved into its mouth. What? The baby had its sock in its mouth. No, yeah, I got that. Yeah. I, what? Yeah, I don't know if the baby survived or not, 
there was no like ending to that story just that he saw that the sock was in the baby's mouth i'm gonna assume that he pulled the sock out and the baby was able to breathe yes i'm gonna assume that yes i feel like they would have mentioned it if the baby died yeah and there's also no reports of hearing like a baby crying or anything like that can i just say i would leave everything in that house like we oh, were on yeah. our way out wake up the wife go yeah know? no yeah 100 percent. yeah because at the very least even if you're not thinking that it's a ghost there's Somebody a crazy the... lady who yeah. just tried to murder your child and honestly that's kind of the scarier thought that there was a real person right there exactly oh my god mm-hmm. but these apartments were really small too mm-hmm. and so like when houses were built with servants quarters or slaves quarters they were built with secret passages so that servants could be or slaves could be traveled can travel throughout without being seen honestly i get that that could have totally been a ghost but also like that could have been an actual person my brain is going to real person yeah i hate that yeah so much Mm -hmm. when the building was an apartment building in 1894 a tenant was brutally murdered in the room his things were gone through so the police assumed it was a robbery even though none of his high value items had gone missing Mm -hmm. when the police were investigating they questioned his friends and one said that his friend the friend who died was having problems with sprites in his house and he even complained about a demon in the house that told him he wasn't going to rest until he met his end and at first, like, they were all like, oh, sure, buddy. But then he died brutally with blood everywhere. And there's no trace, like, no evidence or anything. Aww. And they were like, oh, nobody had an issue with him. Yeah. So a lot of people think that there is a demon at the house and it did kill him. And potentially the demon is there because of all the negative energy. Mm-hmm. Again, this was in 1894, though, so forensic science wasn't exactly what it is now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Then the apartments became an all-girls school. Mm -hmm. Originally, it was a mixed-race school, but it was converted into an all-girls, all-black elementary school. When was it mixed-race? It was before anti-segregation. Okay, so there were, it was while segregation was going on. Yes. So originally it was mixed race, but then it became all black school. Okay. Which is so great in a building with this history. Yeah. Yep. Sarcasm. Bye bye. You should just tear this down. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So little girls, keep in mind, all black girls, Mm -hmm. all black teachers, would walk up to the teachers and have arms covered in scratches and bruises and these were elementary school kids so they don't really know the story they would be crying and the teacher would be like what happened and all they would be able to say is the woman did it Uh uh-uh okay no 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 was this like a boarding school or was this just where they would go during the day i think it would just be where they went during the day good still no Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so they would literally have injuries on their arms and be like the woman did it and the teachers would be like what woman and they'd just be like the woman no 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 Mm -hmm. no. so a lot of people as you're thinking think it's delphine yeah so a ghost city tours tour guide was at the mansion and she felt a tug on her messenger bag while she was giving the tour Mm -hmm. she turned around thinking it was a pickpocket but no one was there, so she went back to talking, and then she felt it again, stronger this time, turned around, again, no one was there. Then on another tour, the same guide was telling the story of Leah, the little girl who was chased off the balcony near some street lamps that had been burned out for weeks. When she said Leah's name the first time, the mm-hmm. the lights actually turned on, despite being burned out, because okay. they were like oil lamps. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And... People were like, oh my word, what the heck? And then the guide told Leah's story, and then her last mentioning of Leah's name, the lights went out again. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got chills. Yeah. Again, no one is allowed in the house because the owner lives there occasionally, but there was a scene of American American Horror Story 
Coven, I think, that was based Coven. Coven? <laughs> that was based off the house. The exterior was filmed, but the interior was filmed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But they pretended like it was the same house. Oh, okay. So the um, owner of the house didn't want them filming inside, but he did allow them to film the outside for, like, establishing shots or whatever. Yeah. A lot of places are not filmed inside the same place they're filmed outside. Yeah. Like, Haunting of Hill House. And I'm guessing Bly Manor. Probably, yeah. This is where I show my dedication to you, the listeners, and I tell you that I purchased a single show... <laughs> a single episode of a show to watch. Because otherwise, this episode would have been five minutes long. Mm-hmm. But so the travel channel. The travel, travel channel. Travel channel show called Portals to Hell <laughs> was the first and I think only show, paranormal investigative team, to be allowed to step foot onto the property. And. I was able to watch the episode and kind of tell you what they found. The hosts are Jack and Katrina. And Katrina mentioned that she has been a paranormal investigator for quite some time. And she's literally been like pestering them for 10 years to be able to film the inside. So I think her persistence went off. (laughs) And so this is the only account after the like 90s that I was able to find because unfortunately like you know how like we like to go to like TripAdvisor and find reviews yeah yeah because people can't go inside they don't really have many experiences Mm -hmm. so this was the only footage and the only like photos or anything that I could find of the inside of the house so let me walk you through the episode they first visited a local historian his name was Sydney. And he says that in the days after the house was stormed, people could hear screams, moans, and chains rattling, even though no one dared to enter. Like, they would cross the street to make sure they stayed away from this house after it was burned down. He claims that the bodies were found underneath the house. Mm -hmm. And that they were buried alive. And he says that the screams weren't ghosts, but real people. Okay. I don't believe this because if you apply five seconds of logic to it, he was saying this was happening days after the fire. Four days after the fire. A quick Google search tells me that if you're buried alive, you get maybe five or six days before you suffocate. Yeah. I'm sorry, not days, five or six hours before you suffocate. Granted, they might not have been in like the most airtight location, but they would have stopped, they wouldn't have been sent, sitting there screaming for days. And we have other cases of sensa- sensationalization with this story too. Exactly. Okay. Thank you for your logic. Though I do want to say one thing about Portals to Hell. I think they did this as a request of the current owner. Hmm. They actively referred to the enslaved people as servants. Okay, which is not what they No. Were. No. No, not at all. I actually found them through a YouTube video, and all of the comments are pretty much like, servants? They weren't yeah. servants. So, um, just wanted to throw that in there, saying I disagree with them. Okay, thank you. Anyway, so a woman named Annie lived there when she was a child in the 1960s, and they interviewed her. She says... They didn't know it was haunted when they moved in to one of the apartments, but the day they moved in, the day they moved in, the beds had moved. Like, so they went in and they saw that the beds were against the walls. Everything was good. They left. They came back and all of the furniture was in the center of the room. Mm. Mm-hmm. The day they moved in. <laughs> At that point, I would have been like, nope. <laughs> yeah, move back out. <laughs> You're good. I feel like there's an area there where you can say no thank you. 
There should be, like, a least... There really should be, be, like, a grace period. Like, give me a month to try on the space. <laughs> exactly. See how it fits. See if it's haunted. Exactly. My, imagine, like, okay, I would... I mean, you just told me about your apartment thing. Basically, my nightmare is your apartment haunting. Oh. I mean, at least they're good ghosts, you know? I can't deal with anything. Oh. <laughs> I can't deal with anything. I can't... I can't deal with anything. I can't say how many times I can't deal with anything. Well, then it's a good thing that we record our very haunted episodes at my place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Obviously, I can't even handle that because I have nightmares. Nightmare. True. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yes. So, oh, she would hear screaming at night and she would beg her father to leave the lights on, which he agreed to. One evening, she was walking home from school i'm assuming and she looked up and she saw a little girl a little black girl sitting on the roof with her feet dangling and her dress billowing she was sitting on the corner of the roof that the leah the little girl who was chased oh theoretically would have ran out of okay yes so she was sitting on the roof and annie the woman they're interviewing like is crying telling the story Okay. Yeah. So she deeply feels this. She is very emotional about mm-hmm. all of this. She even went back 20 years later and she says she was pushed to the ground by an unseen force when she went back. And she was like, that was a little rude. Yeah. <laughs> but the way she said it, she was like, no, that was a little rude. And I'm like, because it's like this really frail looking, I think she's probably in her 50s, like, it's not too, no, she's not too old. She's not old, but she has wrinkles, but she's really frail looking. Okay. Wait, if she was a child in the 60s, yeah, and this was in 2019. She was late 50s. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I was actually accurate about guessing an age for once. Woo! We're actually accurate, yes. Okay. Um, to be fair, my first thought was to say 70s, so. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> After the interview, Annie went downstairs and she was, like, talking to the producers, I guess, like, signing waivers or whatever. And while she was down there, she passed out from the emotion of it all. And, like, they caught her on film, like, being righted up. And they're like, wow, that must have been so emotional for her that she even passed out. I'm like, that seems like over-the-top acting to me, but okay. Oh, the passing out? Yeah. Okay. It just seemed a little... Much? Yeah. But I later learned that they cut a lot of her interview out of the show. And I get that it has to be a 40-minute show and not everybody necessarily cares about hearing her testimony. They want to see the ghosts themselves. They had, like, minutes of shots of them just, like, driving downtown. And it's like, I don't care about that. I want to hear about... Yeah. Yeah. What was her name? Anne? Annie. Give us Annie. Yeah. And there's one thing that they don't, they cut out of the episode that they mentioned in the YouTube video. And I was like, I want to see that. What is it? I will let you know. We're not there yet, Robin. TBD, TBD. Yes. So after the interview, Annie collapsed. And so they go to the house itself and they are guided around by the housekeeper. Her name's Lisa. Have you seen the show Bones? Yeah, I have. You know the lawyer lady? She's, like, old and plump and sassy. I can't remember. Okay. The housekeeper reminds me of a white version of that lawyer lady, for those of people listening. She's very... She's a a personality. Okay. Okay. And I think she is absolutely hamming up the camera. She is... I'm the focus of this episode. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So she said, like, the first thing she says is she refuses to enter the house herself at night, even though her mother lives there because her, she's the housekeeper and her mother's the caretaker, but okay, whatever. And her mother's like ancient, but the housekeeper took them on a tour of the house and brought them into a room downstairs where she said that they tried to set up a fax machine. The cousin of the housekeeper, because apparently the whole family works there, wrote on a paper, Hi, Lisa, and faxed it to the housekeeper's house. The housekeeper's Lisa. When Lisa got home that night, she checked 
the facts to make sure that it went through. And she said, on camera, the, the paper said, Hi, I'm Madame LaLaurie. <laughs> she did not show us the f- paper, but I'm like, Hi, I'm Madame LaLaurie, and you're watching the Disney Channel. <laughs> Hi, I'm Madame LaLaurie, and I'm communicating via facts, facts. now. <laughs> I didn't believe that at all. I, I also don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the living room on the first floor, Katrina got dizzy slash lightheaded, and she's like, I don't smell anything, I don't see anything, like, there's nothing atmosphere-wise that would make me dizzy, but I definitely feel dizzy. Then, in the kitchen, they spoke to the caretaker, Lisa's mom, and she says that she doesn't like staying in this kitchen because she'll see the doorknob twist, and the door will open, but nobody will be on the other side. She said that that door was the door that the slaves would use to get in and out of the kitchen. There was also another door that would randomly slam shut on its own. And she said it happened even that morning. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, okay. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not signing because of that. I think people, things can happen the morning of. I'm just signing because, okay, here's my philosophy, Zoe. Uh Uh-huh. You spend every day in this haunted house where horrible things happened. Leave. <laughs> Leave. Exit. Uh-huh. They're yeah. opening the door for you. Just leave. Leave it. Leave. Yeah. Okay, that's my two cents. <laughs> in the dining room, Lisa says that she has seen a little girl in a white dress looking out the window. Mm-hmm. They believe it's Leah. In the ladies' parlor, there are rumors that people conducted rituals. This is why I think that the owner is a little bit occulty, because the housekeeper will come after a weekend where he stayed there, and there will be, they call them spirit boards, but Ouija boards. There would be potions that maybe they bought from a voodoo shop, and other things like that. And so they think that in that room... They would do a lot of things because apparently previously there was also rituals happening in that room as well. I don't know, but they were like, things happen in the ladies' parlor. <laughs> Seances happen in the. Actually, that's a good book title. Like, Seances happen in, in the, the ladies', ladies parlor. parlor. <laughs> so in the bedroom, a guest of the owners took a picture of what looked like to be a blob at the foot of the bed. It has two sets of eyes. Robin, I'm going to show you this photo. Please do not laugh. Okay. What's that? That That's the blob. <laughs> no. Okay. I I really... My brain can't even process that. Yeah. It's, it looks like a mass of brunette hair. Really? Taken from, like, a big mass. Oh, I see what you mean. Kind of like Cousin It. It looks I haven't like. I've seen that. Okay. It looks like Cousin It had a bad hair day, and there's, like, two cats in his hair, and their eyes are doing the laser eye thing. That's actually. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, this was a photo that they took at the base of the bed. Okay. Yes. I tried to screenshot it so I could maybe put it in note form Mm -hmm. because this is a TV episode that you have to pay to watch. Yeah. However, there's a program on on it where it won't let you take screenshots. It'll just black out the screen. Oh. So this is actually like uh, the the show paused. Ah, gotcha. So, okay. So I'm I'm sorry, guys. You're going to have to actually watch the episode to see the photo. $199. I think it was like one forty nine, but it might have been one nine. I don't remember. Yeah. So, then there was a secret room that had the former slave quarters, where the housekeeper said that she was in there once and felt something very cold touch her. The reason I say it's a secret room is because you have to go into the bathroom and open a mirror. That sounds pretty secret. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And like the hosts were like. They walked into that room and they're like, oh, the atmosphere is completely different here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then they went to the uppermost room, which mm-hmm. is where the emaciated seven slaves were found. Yeah. And 
an electrician was up there and he got hit in the forehead with something when he was all alone to the point like he was bleeding from his forehead mm-hmm. and there was no one else there and so with that the Torahs concluded and they started the night watch ah so they have a 3D camera that maps anything with mass and it has like a stick figure thing where it's like it would show the joints of a humanoid so it, like it was basically a stick figure of you but it would track your mass so it would only show objects with mass i know i've said that like five times already um every object has mass well like i guess humanoid things okay but if it was a mist that was literally just mist it wouldn't track it okay but it can track things that are naked to our eyes so they put that thing up it's literally like they just said ghost hunt break you know right they had their little meeting in the kitchen and then they sent people to go to their stations and set up the machine and immediately saw something Mm -hmm. there was a stick figure thing over a dining chair in the living room or a chair in the dining room nobody could see it with their eyes but you could see and you couldn't see anything on the camera beyond the stick figure and they're like oh who's at the kitchen with us right now and it disappeared Katrina stood next to the chair to make sure that the machine was working and it did pick her up correctly and it didn't pick up anything else but then it came back on to the couch next to the chair where Katrina was so it was like chair Katrina was to the right and the couch was to the left and originally it was on the chair but it showed up on the couch now Okay. and Katrina reached towards it and as she was reaching towards it she said the air was getting colder and colder and colder. Mm-hmm. And the second she quote unquote touched it, it disappeared. Okay. And then they had this thing that they called the geoport. And they said it was like a phone to the dead. Ooh. Ooh. Dramatic. And they turned that on and they said like it's a way to speak back and forth. And it was like, it was constantly doing like echoey voices and of nonsense syllables and supposedly like they can like pick the syllables they want and put it out and you'd be able to hear voices mm-hmm. except for one exception that i mentioned specifically i didn't they were like oh it said this and i was like did it really <laughs> but katrina asked the thing the stick figure thing how many people were in the room right now because it came back into the chair and through the phone thing, the geo port, it said nine. Then they counted the number of people and nine was correct. I didn't hear the word nine. I heard garbly gluck, but they heard the word nine. She switched with Jack. So she was behind the camera. He went in front of the camera and it disappeared, but then it came back and he asked if the ghost was the spirit and any saw. And it said yes twice. Okay. Then it left for good. So then they went through the house and they went into the secret room that the energy was completely different. And they said that they both felt uncomfortable and anxious. And then Jack saw a shadow move. Then they heard a growl and a sound that was almost a bark. They turned on the geoport and asked who was with them. They heard something that sounded to them as La Lurie. And they asked if Madame La Lurie was there and Jack felt a breath on his air air on his ear (laughs) that was so loud that Katrina heard it across the room. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then Jack saw a white something on the other side of the room where he saw the shadow move before and then they caught on footage so it's completely dark in the room and there's candles on the far side of the room and they see a shadow passed by the candles so it blocks out the candles briefly on the camera okay yes so on this i was like oh that's something yeah because it walks by a couple times however you have to rely on their integrity Mm -hmm. you know you have to rely that they didn't just have somebody walk by real quick 
Yeah. Because it was dark. You couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. So you definitely see something on camera, but you have to rely that they wouldn't fake it. Okay, so it's a it's a maybe. Mm-hmm. Then they went to the ladies' parlor where the ceremonies happened, and they pull out a spirit board. They asked if there were any spirits in the room, told them to use the planchette, and move their fingers around. But I don't know if you know this, but when you do a Ouija board, you have to say hello with the Ouija board. Yeah. They never did that. They just put the planchette, put their fingers on it, and was like, okay, move it. I'm like, wouldn't you know? Did they maybe just cut that part out? They could have like, cut that part out. Yeah. So, nothing happened at all with the board. However, they immediately got a knock on the door right behind them. Did they answer? <laughs> it was already open. Okay. And then a candle went out on its own. They relit it with no issue, and the wick wasn't in the wax. So, Robin, I'm standing here. Pretend this can is the candle. It was right here. So, slightly to my right, Katrina. I am Katrina. I have my fingers on the planchette, slightly to my left. <sighs> she takes a breath, blows it out, and then the candle went out. Okay. The camera angle made it look like it was like she was facing directly away, but there was another camera angle later that made it look like the candle's maybe more right here or like where my mic is essentially. Uh-huh. So it's potentially possible that her breath could have blown it out. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure. Okay. So nothing happened with the spirit board. So they decided to split into two. So Jack went back to the secret room and Katrina went to the attic. In the secret room, there was more knocking, several of them. And they didn't set it up where it was like, okay, if I... For yes, knock once. For no, knock twice or whatever. But he was started asking questions like, are you here? Or are you a spirit? Who, did you previously, quote, work at this house? And there was a knock. Yes. Are you intelligent? There was a knock. Yes. And then he asked a few more questions. He asked a few more questions, got a knock for yes. And then he found out that it was a former enslaved man who was tortured and that it was an intelligent spirit. And then he started asking more questions and the knocking stopped. And he's like, oh, it might have left. And then he asked a few more questions. And then he asked, do you want us to leave? And the knock came again. Okay. And he's like, yep, I'm leaving. Good, smart. <laughs> Meanwhile, Katrina went up with another producer. Oh, there was a producer with him, by the way. Um, Katrina went up with another producer to the attic where they heard footsteps behind them. But no one had actually followed them into the room. She took the geoport and turned it on. And this was the phrase that I heard, too. She said, what happened here? And the phrase, lot of hurt, came through. Okay. Yeah, and I understood it very well, too. Okay. So, unless it was, like, somebody on the other side with a mic, Mm -hmm. that one was legit. Gotcha. So, that was pretty much the end of the episode from there. They did the, like, review part. But on the YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. the part that they didn't put into Annie's interview that, like, was so much more interesting than what they did put in was that, A, Annie said she would always hear pots and pans clanging in the night, and B, Robin, yeah, her father said that he had once woken up in the middle of the night to see a man in a top hat coming out of a big armoire. No. Yes. Are you thinking Hat Man? Yes. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Coming out of? People don't usually see the Hat Man like move unless he's floating. But no, he said that he was coming out of a big armoire in the center, uh, in the corner of the room, and it was a man in a top hat, and it was a shadow figure. Oh my god. Yep. The chills. Okay. And this would have been in the 60s. Before, like, people... We're talking about mm-hmm. the hat man. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, leaving portals to hell. Mm-hmm. So, superstitious locals refuse to go under the awning of the Lollary house mm-hmm. because of its history and they believe it's cursed. One family went to the under, like, went to the front door underneath the awning and they took a photo 
And then they later wrote back to the tour guide and was like, hey, something followed us home for a few weeks, got bored, and then left. Oh, my God. And they were like, well, what followed you? And they were just like, something. Okay, so because they took a photo of the house? (laughs) Because they were underneath the awning. They were underneath the awning. Okay, okay. Then, so this is, Robin, is what you saw on my computer screen when you got here and thought I was doing Madame Laveau? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no. But I am doing, very briefly, St. Louis Cathedral. That is where Delphine got married Mm -hmm. the first time. People believe that her body was brought from France to New Orleans and was reburied in the St. Louis Cathedral. Okay. And where the plaque was found. So, because of this, people think that they have seen her at the St. Louis Cathedral. It's haunted by several other ghosts and honestly can be a whole story on its own. But people say that they see her walking in the aisles and on the grounds. People say that she will go to mass and worship amongst the living people. And you will see her out of the corner of your eye. But when you look to, like, look at her, mm-hmm. she'll disappear. Some have seen her in the third row pew when it's pretty empty, kneeling and fervently praying and gazing up at the central altar. She'll also be seen walking back and forth near the confessional booths. So a lot of people believe that she is hoping to atone for her sins so that she may move on to the afterlife. Mm. Now... One thing I do want to mention to kind of, like, wrap all this up, and I hope it soothes your heart the same way it soothed my heart. A medium went on a ghost tour. She was not allowed in, but she went on a ghost tour there. Mm -hmm. And she said she felt a deep pain to the house. However, she said there's no longer any spirits tied there. That's good. Yes. As a blanket statement toward mediums, I don't believe them Mm -hmm. but if a medium were to say anything about the house i'm glad that's what they said yes there aren't often mediums or psychics brought there Mm -hmm. i believe mediums and psychics exist i do not believe every person who claims to be a medium or a psychic is a medium or a psychic i just think that like once people start using like channeling to the dead for gain yeah i don't i yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. But, so hopefully their spirits aren't actually still trapped at Olary Mansion. Yeah. I but that, too. that wraps up our first ever two-parter episode. Thank you, sir. I'm going to shake your hand. Thank oh. you for doing that. With your left hand. Yeah, I realize I'm way for doing that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Why did you shake my hand? Just because I'm proud of you. You did a two-parter oh. episode. It was a lot you of research. Yeah, I can tell. You did our first two-parter episode. Yeah. Good on you. Thank you. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, review, tell a friendo, subscribe to our newsletter, and go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hauntedhospitality. Yes. And if you want to see my blog slash sources, you can go to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. If you want to tell us your own spooky story, maybe you've been to the Lori Mansion, um, maybe you've seen the Hat Man, um, <laughs> you can write to us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com. We are on the interwebs. You can find us on Twitter at Haunted Hosts. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Haunted Hospitality. We hope to see you there. Stay, Stay spooky. spooky.